0: You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy You.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of our podcast. Our draft is now over, Darren. Uh, How'd it go for you? Did it go as long as you think, or do you think it was at an okay pace?
0: Um... You know, aside from a few hiccups that we had there, you know, with Mike and the owls, uh, for the most part, it went pretty... The, you know i think the one that might have irked me the most that was brett when he traded up and then he traded back immediately i was like what the fuck's going on here <laughs> i was like why are you, why dude, are you when trading he it traded
1: up? up and then i wasn't really paying attention but I, like a good amount of time went by it was like an I went, hour and, oh, dude i opened sleeper and i was like how is brett still up if he literally traded it up did he trade up and be like oh no now i don't know who i want to pick so i was like what is happening so you're absolutely right i completely forgot about that
0: because normally you know when you trade up you're like it takes five seconds you're like all right i'm trading up because i want this guy and but like he traded up and he i mean he made a good trade i guess to trade out of that pick but i was like well why didn't greg just i mean i don't know maybe the the trade that happened before brian i think it was with brian brian didn't want the stuff that greg was offering maybe i don't know
1: yeah i i feel like overall it was still nice but there were definitely some owners that like, kind of lurking, and I was just like, Oh my god, that's that's the barrier, like, that's that's as far as this draft is gonna go
0: if we even yeah. get lucky to get you to see, that point. But, you see, Mike or yeah, Mike or the yows in the distance, you're like, Yep, they're gonna be done for the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as you see no, it, you're god, like, Oh please.
0: no, 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 no. but. <laughs>
1: In all honesty, we're glad it's over, but hey, this is the podcast where we're going to talk about a little bit of draft grades, so I know we have 12 teams to get through because every single team had a pick in the draft, but it was all not made equal because people had different draft capital and things like that, and so with that being said, I think you should actually uh kick it off, Darren. I'm just going to drop a little soundbite right here. We are going to be talking about the newest team, the newest team name, right? The Vatican City Cardinals. Josh, how did his draft pan out?
0: I would say it was it was pretty good. Um, the one thing that I would say I didn't really like was that trade he made for Desmond Ritter. But other than that, I think he did pretty well. Um, he came out with James Cook, Christian Watson, the aforementioned Desmond Ritter, Tyrion Davis-Price, Calvin Austin, Brian Robinson, Tyler Batty, and Chigo Ziam akonkwo um i think that's (laughs) like um but you know other than i I know that like desmond ritter he went to his same college and everything but um i do not expect desmond ritter to be a long-term quarterback you know if he is this was an amazing trade for him don't get me wrong but i think that the falcons are going to be very bad they're going to have a very high pick and they're probably going to get cj stroud or they're going to get bryce young um I just think that Desmond probably profiles as a career backup, which is not what you want to get um, by trading two starting running backs away. And um, what
1: were those running backs again, to remind the listeners?
0: Damian Harris and Chase Edmonds. And, you know, you can say that the, the Dolphins' backfield is crowded and everything, but Chase Edmonds is probably going to get the most touches because he's making the most money by a lot. So um, I think he's making like five times the amount that, um Raheem Mostert is making so um he's probably gonna get the most touches I would assume and Damian Harris is he he might be on his way out in New England but he's still got one more year and he was top 15 running back last year um so I didn't really like that trade but other than that like I I love James Cook Christian Watson could be awesome with Aaron Rodgers um Tyrion davis price maybe he's the number one running back this year and he also has Elijah mitchell so it's a great like kind of pairing with him i love the brian
1: robinson pick a lot that that one was that was actually actually, trying to trade up into the draft to get him yeah we're (laughs) both trying to get him so and he ended up on josh's team but no surprise we all know josh loves those running backs
0: yeah so i think that um he did pretty pretty well overall i gave him a b minus um it would have been higher if he didn't make that Desmond Ritter trade it probably would have been like a b plus a minus if he didn't make that trade um so that trade definitely impacted his grade a lot but other than that like I think he did great
1: all right well with that being said I guess now it's my turn to kind of break down a team and the first one I wanted to tackle is the rebranded hollywood hustle now led by the good old brian of course this was his first time to be able to flex what he had and he didn't have a lot of early picks he actually kind of casted a big net didn't have the premium picks but i really do like what he kind of came out with he had Deshawn corbin i'm pretty sure i said that wrong hassan haskins <laughs> Tyler algier romeo dubs kyle phillips alec pierce danny gray Jeremy Ruckert, and of course, Jelani Woods. So he had quite the haul. And I'm actually impressed with the, uh, like the type of players that he was able to come out with. And the great thing after the draft is Brian also shared his draft board. And it looked like he was able to get a lot of solid guys onto his roster. And so I was really happy that he was able to follow his board. And there are a lot of people where they would look at this draft and say, why would he take this player at that spot? And I know, Darren, you were mentioning that. So can you kind of shine a little bit of light on how it felt like watching Hollywood draft with their own board.
0: To me, I felt like a lot of the picks were reaches um, because I liked the guys that went after them a lot more than the guys that he took. Um, I know it's kind of like a two each his own kind of thing, but like Tyler Algier, I thought that that was a reach over Rashad White. Um, Then he took Alec Pierce over David Bell and Jelani Woods over over Trey McBride. So like those three specifically, like the rest of the picks, I think were fine, but those three specifically, I was like, I to me at least there was a clear better player on the board. Um, so I I was like a little, you know, I I could obviously be wrong. Like Jelani Woods could easily be better because he has a more immediate path to playing than Trey McBride does um he's only behind Molly Cox who's definitely is less of a roadblock than Zach Ertz even if Zach Ertz is ancient um Alec Pierce like I just think that David Bell has better path to opportunities he's playing with a better quarterback um the Browns loved David Bell um yeah I know I know he's a rapist but he's a better quarterback uh, <laughs> and then Tyler Algier he was driving in the fifth round so like fifth round running backs they don't normally pan out like anybody that's drafted on day three they normally aren't anything good so like yeah, Tyler George might be like a backup running back for ever unless he like is able to be good this year because next year they'll probably draft a better running back um kind of like what happened to me last year with um michael carter right like i drafted michael carter last year he was good like really good as a rookie but they still drafted Brees hall like so that draft capital is important um if Michael Carter was drafted in the third or second round, they probably wouldn't have drafted Brees Hall. So to me, that was like the round running back. But I know he has Corel Patterson. So I know that it was like important to him and he did get a lot of his guys. So you can't really fault him there. But I just think that he left a little bit of value on the table because maybe he could have got those guys a little bit later.
1: Yeah. Maybe try to work some stuff and see if other teams want to trade up because I know there's a lot of people that were really enjoying the like mid draft trades after like the second (laughs) round third and fourth round, there were so many trades happening. So you could make the argument that maybe Brian could have traded back a little bit, obtained even more picks in the background, and then maybe still been able to get the guys that he had. So with all that being said, I'm a huge fan of Brian making his own big board and then getting his guys. And I respect that a lot, but of course you also have to factor in the game, right? The draft is a game. It doesn't really matter who you have, where uh, I, I, you all know that I have Jamison Williams as wide receiver number one, and I'm not just saying that cause I drafted him, but and you knew that, but me mm-hmm. take, if I had like the second overall pick or third overall pick, I'm not, I shouldn't take Jamison Williams there. I should try my hardest to hype someone else up and then try to trade back where in a range where I could still get Jamison Williams. So for all those reasons, I still love the draft for the Hollywood Hustle. I'm giving them a B plus. I think um, I originally had A-, dropped it a little bit just because I feel like he could have played the game a little bit better. But I mean, B-plus is fantastic because he got his guys, and I always have so much respect for the people who do go get those guys. But let's move on to someone that you're going to be breaking down. It is the Delco Dreamers. That is me, Darren. I only had one pick... And Mm -hmm. so tell me how it went.
0: You know, so it's going to be short and sweet. You got one pick, you got Jamison Williams, and that was your number one receiver on your board. Um, I think with the top four guys, with Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson, Trelon Burks, and uh, Drake London, I think you could make an argument for any of those four guys to be the wide receiver one, um, because there wasn't any, like, superstar Jamar Chase in this draft class. Mm -hmm. So... I think you getting him at 106. The only person I would probably argue that maybe was the other choice there is Garrett Wilson.
1: Wilson, that, and you know I was trying to trade up with you. As soon as yes. I made that pick, I DM'd you saying, "What do I have to do to get this pick?"
0: Yes. Yeah, so like I, I understand, but like you know, if you had him higher on your board, and you obviously did, because you had him as your wide receiver one. Being that this is your only pick, I had to give you an A because I was like, you can't really. The, the, all the top four guys were all so close that I think like you could, if I took Jamis Williams at one Oh three, I think you could even make an argument for that because I think that the top four guys were all just so close. They all had their flaws and they all had their stuff that they were really good at. So I think that getting him at one Oh six and that's like your number one dude today.
1: And it was very reminiscent to when you got CD lamb last year, right there. And what pick did you yeah. have when you got him?
0: Um, I think I had one Oh nine and yeah. he, I was, I wanted him like so bad, like, you know, and I was like, all right, Jensen's going to take him because Jensen kept talking about how he was going to take a receiver. I was like, there's no way he's not going to take CeeDee Lamb. And I think he had like pick seven. So he was like a couple of picks before me. I was like, there's no way that he's not going to take CeeDee Lamb. And then he took Jerry Judy. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) 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 He like
1: pooped your pants. and That was like one of the quickest picks I've ever seen. Similar to when. Mike took Kenneth Walker this year. You immediately (laughs) turned in your card, similar to I immediately turned in Jamison Williams. Like I said, you got your wide receiver one at 109. Uh So this isn't very similar. I was only at 106. But still, it was kind of reminiscent because like I said, Jamison Williams was easily my number one wide receiver in this entire draft. Uh And if he pans out anything, like the career trajectory that cd lamb has or even close to it i will be a very very happy camper but let's move forward and i believe i am on the clock and so what we're gonna do here is break down of course good old brett's team and brett had two picks there was a couple of trades in here maybe i don't really remember if he did any at all but he walked away with sam howell and khalil shakir uh, mm-hmm. Darren, when did he take Khalil? I, I'm not remembering off the top of my head.
0: It was like the very end of the third round. Gotcha. But I like respect three, that, too. 309, 310. Yeah,
1: 10%. okay. And so for me, I'm just going to say the grade straight up front. I think this is an A. Um, Maybe I'm much more lenient greater than you, Darren. I actually like Sam Howell <laughs> a lot come, like as a prospect, which is now maybe an embarrassing thing to say, but I'll own it. Um, I I miss just as much as everyone else, but when I am wrong, I like to own it just as as much as I like to shove it in everyone's face when I'm right. And I know I do that a lot, but I actually do like Sam Howell and I honestly feel like he will maybe get an opportunity. Who knows? Uh, Carson Wentz is actually a lot better quarterback than people give him credit for uh and by that i don't mean fantasy wise i mean like for his team like everyone just remembers how terribly he finished this season with indianapolis when they lost to jacksonville but if you actually kind of yeah. look at the entire season i'm not saying he was great or anything like that but he wasn't terrible so he might be good enough just for sam howell not to get an opportunity so that's obviously going to yeah. be a big factor in this grade but because i personally like sam howell that's why i'm giving it a little bit of a plus and if you could walk away with any quarterback that might be viable at all like he could even start just for one season and be done that's still incredible value in a super flex league with us also moving to six touchdowns so that's why i give that nod there and of course khalil shakir he was one of my favorite wide receiver prospects as well and so yeah it could have been a reach at when he got him but if brett just kind of locked in and said oh my god he's in buffalo Uh, Emmanuel Sanders isn't really like even there. So it's like Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and maybe you could then say Khalil Shakir. Who knows? And of course, there are other mounts to feed there. But if he honestly feels like he could make his own little uh, niche in that offense, I don't blame him. And he's walking away with two players that could maybe be viable or could be absolutely nothing. But the fact that Brett only had two picks and still walking away with someone who I believe that he did like, That's pretty hard to do, especially if you have picks late in the draft. So uh, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think that because Sam Howell was drafted in the fifth round in the real draft, um, he's probably never going to be a starting quarterback. I think he's probably going to be like a Chase Daniel. Like he's around Mm -hmm. forever, but like he's just like a backup. Um, Eating those chicken fingers? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's eating his chicken fingers on the bench. But like you said, like if you get one like Gardner Minshew season out of him or something like he can flip him for a second round pick probably. And he got him in the fourth. So that's definitely good value. Um, All you need is as a Carson Wentz injury. Carson Wentz probably um, isn't going to be bad enough to give the job away. But if he gets hurt, then it's probably Sam Howell that's starting there.
1: Yeah, I was um, actually trying to trade up into fourth just because I want to grab Sam Howell. Because, I mean, he's just the type of I would just keep on my taxi cab. And mm-hmm. worst comes to worst. After two, three years, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to cut him now. But I yep. just got him with a fourth round pick, so I don't really care. So that's yeah. why I looked at him. I saying, no, I'm not saying Sam Howell is going to be good. I'm not even saying he's going to be a starter. But, I mean, yeah. in the fourth round, and he's not someone where you just toss the aside either. Right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah so I, I I, like it. and. Um, I thought Kulio Shakir was maybe a little high, but maybe he didn't think he was going to be able to get him as next pick. So like, that's fine. Um, because if it's a very late third and the difference between a late third and early fourth, because I think that's probably where he would have gone is like the early fourth. Like what's the difference? Like at that point, it's like, you know, if you'd like Kulio Shakir, Shakir, fine. Um, and like you said, um, he's playing with Josh Allen. So
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's always so- a plus.
1: Let's now move to, in my opinion, the biggest influencer in this draft.
0: Definitely,
1: It was Um, the Yowls. Every single draft, I feel like there's a big moment that everyone remembers. Last year, it was when Mike didn't take any quarterbacks with those three picks or two picks or whatever he had, right? That everyone was talking mm -hmm. about that. And then Max ended up taking a bunch of quarterbacks and like, That is what I remember so fondly because that's etched into PDL lore. Mm -hmm. This draft, however, was the Yao draft. Only not just because they stopped it to a dead halt, but they also made like a lot of random trades that wasn't like they were way more active than I actually thought they would be, which is weird because a lot of the times they weren't active and we're waiting for them to be on the like make their pick. But there were Mm -hmm. a lot of moves that I wasn't expecting at all and I'm sure you're going to cover a lot about it but let's talk about the uh I know the 2022 rookie draft just happened but it's already for me known as the Philadelphia draft so can you break yep. down kind of how this went for him
0: so like you said they made a bunch of trades and we talked about the Desmond Ritter one earlier um so they traded Desmond Ritter they drafted him and then traded on him away for Damien Harris and Chase Edmonds which was good for them um for sure they also made a trade with me. They got Josh Palmer for Wandale Robinson. Um, they made another trade with me. They got Yami Brown for uh, the fuck's his name, Pierre Strong. And um, I think that was all the trades that they made. Um, After the I other- saw you pull
1: off some of those trades, I legit dead ass sent him a trade for Quez Watkins for one of their picks because Like, I know they like Quez Watkins, and they're obviously Philadelphia fans. I'm like, I mean, if they're taking, like, Deami Brown and all these guys, uh, why not take Quez? Like, he was at least putting up some numbers, and they just didn't even respond. And I was like, oh, classic, yeah.
0: (laughs) Fucking classic. I know. The one, like, the Josh Palmer one, like, I was like, all right, Josh Palmer and Mondale Robinson, they both have probably about the same amount of percentage chance. Like, Josh Palmer might be a little bit better because he's playing with a, one of the three best quarterbacks in the league. So like his chance of being good might be a little bit higher than Wandale, especially because Wandale's a tiny little guy. Um and they never pan out. Yo, can we talk but, about
1: this fetish you have with short people though? Or
0: is that too soon? I think you know we gotta we gotta like respect the the little guys making it to the NFL. You know, like they're they're not always but good. I just They'll I on, I just want to break on
1: the podcast that you do have a type. Like yeah, I, you, you I, probably I saw a, like Tavon Austin in college when you're really young. And you got all hot Tavon and bothered. Austin. Oh my god, you're like rock hard, and then Tavon you're like, Austin when I West play Virginia. Dynasty, I'm taking everyone that reminds me of fucking Tavon Austin, and you have not let it go with Rondale Moore, now Wandale
0: Robinson, huh? Because like you know they're they're so small, and then like you know they. Darren like Sproles,
1: dude, fucking god to you.
0: I don't like Kyler Murray though. Like he is the smallest quarterback. <laughs> oh no. I just don't like him. He just, I don't know. He just seems like a, a toddler. Like he just like has like temper tantrums and everything. I just don't like Kyler Murray. But we're kind of getting off track here now. <laughs> so, um, all right, the Yellow Hawks with their actual picks, um, they got Kenny Pickett, Jahan Dotson, Velus Jones, and Keonti Ingram. <laughs> the um,
1: drive.
0: I think that Velus Jones didn't even deserve to be drafted. Um, I know that they need to make like some roster cuts and i would make one of those cuts fellas jones i think that was a wasted pick i don't think he's going to be anything more than a special teams player he's literally 25 years old he's going to be out of the nfl in four years like he's not ever going to be anything good i don't think <laughs> um that was an awful 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 pick in my and opinion Do you want to preface that you even told them not to draft him i i literally because they they told me at their third pick. Um, we'll pee behind the curtains during the draft. You get to hear what happened in the GM room. It was, I think it was the pick where they traded me for Josh Palmer. Um, they were like, I'm there. We're thinking about taking Bellis Jones here instead of doing the trade. And I was like, dude, you can't, you can't do that. I was like, literally always like you can get Josh Palmer and Bellis Jones. I promise you like, there is no way that anyone is going to take <laughs> Bellis Jones before the fourth round. And they were like, they were like, all right, they were like,
1: they're probably no like, <laughs> God, please no. <laughs> they're like, he's not gonna be there. He's
0: not gonna yeah. make it. They were like, they were like, all right, if they're not there, you have to like do something. Like, you have to give us like a pick back or something like that. And I was like, all right, whatever, whatever you want. I was like, I'll literally give you a first round pick if he's there. Like, there is no way that this guy is gonna be taken. And they eventually took him in the fourth round hold on also, like, let's preface this that
1: these are the same guys that were thinking of taking christian watson over kenny pickett at 104 exactly,
0: exactly so like you know if you we could be a little bit weird... harsher
1: because we know they're not listening to this
0: yeah they have some weird obscure wide receiver that like people are really unsure about oh, kenny maybe, gets rock like, hard dude like what the fuck like he's and i, I was like why like why do you like because like everything about bellis jones like is like a negative like everything i was like <laughs> why why do you like him like he's a 25 year old receiver that played in college for six years and was never really that good so like what about him makes you and he's like i don't know i just have a feeling and i was like okay um what? <laughs>
1: His intuition um, is going to be what uh, it's going to bring Philly back into the playoffs so, and
0: they did get hot a little bit, but go on. You know, he could, he could pan out, I guess. And he was only a fourth round pick, but I mean, even as a fourth round pick, I still think it was a waste. So, and Keonti Ingram, like, I guess, you know, what the fuck's he going to do? Like, you can make the argument play?
1: that we made the picks for Philly for him because we were dead ass saying like, they're definitely going to pick it. And we know they're going to take John Dotson if he's there. Yes. And, they're like, and we called And after that. They were like, oh, damn, Tommy and Darren gave us the roadmap. What the fuck do we do with these other two picks? I don't know. I'll tell you, Jones if it to Hero. And we're like, oh, God damn it. How do you nail your first two picks and then fuck it up?
0: So like they, if they didn't make their trades, like if this was just like their picks that they had and they didn't make their trades, like I would say that this was an awful, awful draft. Cause like all's they got out of it was Kenny Pickett and Jahan Dotson basically, because Keonti with all Ingram the um, draft capital that us. they had too, that's not the best return. Yeah. But like if you factor in the trades then they got Damian Harris, Chase Edmonds, Mike Evans, um, yeah, Josh got some picks. So when you factor in the trades that they made, they had a really good draft. So based on that, I have to give them, I have a B minus here, but now that I'm thinking about it, it probably should be at least a B because like they had some really good trades. Um, But if you do like just the picks alone, like Kenny Pickett was a good pick. Jahan Dotson might be good because like I think that they might move on from Terry McLaurin. But like the other two picks, they were just wasted picks, I think. Velas Jones and Keontae Ingram. Dude, how do you think
1: I feel? I was legitimately trying to trade up for the picks that they spent on for Velas Jones and Keontae Ingram. So like I'm trying to trade with them. They're not responding to me. And then later I found out they made up draft picks. I'm like, all right, they must have gotten someone they wanted. And (laughs) I saw that. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. Like, well, take my trade. Don't (laughs) take that.
0: Kev and Kenny. Um, I think I I think I offered. Tuba Hubbard and a third round pick for that pick where they took Keontae Ingram, and like because I wanted to get Brian Robinson, that's and they what, were like, yeah,
1: "That's who I was gunning for."
0: <laughs> they were like, "They were like, now we're gonna take Keontae Ingram here because we both think that he could be really good," and I was like, "What the fuck." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, I want to see their film study. You you know Kev is just plastered sitting on the couch with his Watching shirt popped YouTube off. highlights. Yeah, and then Kenny is sitting there playing Overwatch, and they're probably like, Yo, how about this Keontae? Uh, how about this Keontae guy? He looks good. Yeah, his name sounds
0: nuts. He's gonna be good. Like, if they didn't literally just sign Daryl Williams, he might have been like, Okay, because like he would have probably been the backup running back. But right now he's the third-string running back, so like he's not gonna do shit, like, he's not doing anything so i don't oh, know like unless there's bring it an injury back down. bring it back down to b minus do it yeah i guess i guess we can give them back down to a b minus because those two those two picks were just so bad like i was like they're they're literally going to be on waivers this time next year like if yeah. they might they should be on waivers probably right now but they're going to be probably on their team and they're going to drop better players in favor of them
1: you know kenny because. is going to slap his massive wang all over our faces if <laughs> either of them oh, yeah. out, right? oh like, yeah If
0: fellas jones is good we're never gonna eat. he's gonna oh, he's gonna
1: like eat. i don't think kenny owns any nfl shirts let he's alone jerseys he's gonna shirt. he's literally gonna buy a jones jersey and then hang out with us we're gonna be like <laughs> what the fuck
0: oh my god but, Yeah, all yeah, right b, b-, b- minus b minus
1: that's what we're going with but now let's keep it going we're gonna be talking about the wichita whirlwind jeff made his debut in the rookie draft i was a huge huge fan Damian Pierce I believe I was very high on him I think I I think I had him as my all the way up as high as running back three or running back four I think I had him as my running back four in this class before the draft and Trey McBride was my tight end one so if you're telling me Jeff walked away with in my opinion on my board a top five running back and my number one tight end with the draft capital that he had I mean I think McBride you could argue was the biggest value Mm -hmm. um and so because of that i have to give him an A. I I love it i understand when he took Damian pierce was probably a little bit high for you darren and maybe for a lot of people um but once again if jeff had him high and thought that he was really good obviously if he didn't take piercer he was just not going to get him at all so my defense for jeff saying is yo high fives man you called your shot you went and took it like anytime i see people do that I love it because they're not just following other people's opinions, other consensus boards. They're making their call, and how their dynasty team comes out is because of their call. And I think, Darren, you and I felt the same way. You said if you let go of Burks and he actually ended up good and he was on someone else's team, you would Yeah, I would hate never yourself. forgive myself. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why, like, that's essentially, you threw that back on me. You're like, Tommy, do not, do not miss out on Jamison Williams just because of You know, you thinking that, you know, there's mm -hmm. some red flags that are blah, blah. blah. And I was like, you're right. If he ended up actually being good, I would sell Mm -hmm. the farm to get him back on my team. So why do that if I could just take him now? So that's why I like it. So Damian Pierce, Trey McBride, A for me. Darren, your thoughts?
0: I agree 100%. I I have no complaints because I I think that what he was going for, like, obviously, he wants to win um, this year. um, These guys could contribute. Yeah, so like Damian Pierce, of the running backs that were available, he had the best chance to contribute this season. So I think that to go, like, I think Damian Pierce, Rashad White, um, Isaiah Spiller, they were all pretty close for me. Um, so if Damian Pierce obviously has the worst competition he's going up against, um, his competition is like Marlon Mack and like Rex Burkhead. So Damian Pierce is probably going to be the starting running back there, and he could definitely almost get a thousand yards rushing in his rookie season I would think um so like I, I like the Damian Pierce pick because it's like exactly what he's going for and you can't really like the running backs that were close to him I think were right in the same range so like it might have been you know a little bit of a reach but like he wants to get a guy with immediate production so I think getting Damien Pierce's and he got the number one tight end so I, no I complaints agree. no arguments
1: yeah so that's why i give it an a so let's try to see if uh someone that you're going to be breaking down can also match the grades because so far i've been the much more generous maybe a little bit too nice in my grading but let's see how it goes and i believe you had the dallas drip and i Mm -hmm. feel like a little bit of the spotlight was taken away from them because i labeled this as the philadelphia draft because of what they were able to do but i feel like that was an oversight because essentially the drip ran this draft they had uh-huh. such high premium picks and i would love to hear what your thought is in their entire draft class
0: um so i'm just going to start off with the draft grade first i gave them an a um now the only reason why i didn't give them an a plus is because i think that jalen tolbert might have been a little bit of a reach But we know now that after the draft that Max was also gunning for Jalen Tolbert. So maybe he was going to go a little bit higher than I thought. Um, That was a good snipe, if
1: you will. He he uses intel.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, maybe he uh, used his friendship with Max and was like, you know, I'm I'm just not going to say that. But this is what
1: I mean, though. This is playing that game, right? (laughs) Exactly, And that's something that you want. I wish Brian did a little bit more, but Welch played Mm -hmm.
0: it. Yeah, so I, I think that he did. Um, a really good job. He got value, and he got Drake London at pick five, um, which is huge because like he's going top three in most drafts. Um, Brees Hall, obviously the best player in the draft. Sky Moore, um, maybe you know you could argue that it should have been Chris Olave there, but I, I mean, Sky Moore is playing with the better quarterback. Um, he's going to be the only option really next year, and Matt Corral. If Matt Corral um, turns out and Matt Corral is like good. And I mean, aside from Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral has the best chance to have playing time because his only competition is Sam Darnold, who's terrible. Um, so if Matt Corral pans out and he's good, and I know that me and you both like Matt Corral. So, um, I think he's kind of like a discount version of Zach Wilson, who that's kind of to be seen. Zach Wilson also might be bad. So, um, if Matt Corral is good though, then he got a starting quarterback. Could pick two eleven or two twelve, whatever it was.
1: I was also um, trying to trade up for Matt Corral.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I think you got to give him an A. Got to give him an A.
1: Yeah, no, and I can't complain with anything. You'd love to see someone with the draft capital slowly start rebuilding their team, and I love what they've been doing. And a team that I think I misstepped on on the show, Doc. Your team, Darren, the Carolina Thunder. We did that first ground or first ground, first round breakdown already where we talked about Burks, Olave, Garrett Wilson. You already know how I feel about three of those. But mm-hmm. then what we really needed to kind of look more into is Pierre Strong and Wandale Robinson. The weird thing here is I feel like a lot of listeners know that we're good friends, Darren. So I feel like a lot of the time they're like, well, they're never going to say shitty things about them. I mean, Darren (laughs) gave bad grades to everyone, but of course, when he got to Tommy's team, he had one pick and he gave him an A. Well, I'm going to be honest. I actually do like Ron, not Rondale, sorry, Wandale Robinson a lot. And it's kind of weird because usually, that kind of profiled player, I'm not crazy about. But something mm-hmm. about Wandale Robinson kind of gets me a little bit excited. Maybe it's because there's a little bit of mystery with the New York Giants offense right mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. Brian balls over there. They're trying to kind of see what's going on. There's a little bit of, oh man, are they really gonna go with Kadarius? Tony is kind of weird. Um, you know, and they have all those little of receivers like Galladay and all those fun people, but at the same time. I kind of sat up a little bit when I saw them take Wendell Robbins, because it was a lot earlier than a lot of people thought as well. So you kind of start to think about saying, maybe they're are they trying to replicate like the Bills offense, but not really because right now, if you look at it, the Giants are filled with players that are, just good athletes with the ball in their hands. That's easily Saquon. That's how you essentially define Kadarius Tony. Wandale Robinson also fits that profile. And so it looks like they're just trying to fill Danny Dimes with just a playmaker so they could just get a bunch of people yak. And so I'm a big fan of that pick. And obviously, I also like Pierre Strong a lot. He's actually been moving up my boards a little bit. After the like draft, I kind of went back and I realized I didn't have as much tape on him as I wanted to so I went back and looked at it again and I liked what I saw so for all those reasons not an A plus guys so I'm not sucking Darren's dick too much but I do have to give him an A mostly because I love the three receivers he has the reason is not an A plus for me Darren and I think you'd have to understand um I was even maybe gonna do an A minus and it's only because With the way that your team is constructed, it doesn't really make sense. You've gotten a slew of phenomenal wide receivers, but you can make the argument that you have arguably now the most wide receiver depth. I mean, I would put um, Mike up there too. Mike has phenomenal wide receivers as well, but like you just keep pounding more and more and more receivers. And I was like, I understand why you did it. Like you don't want to reach for some of the running backs over there with those wide receivers on the board. But that's Mm -hmm. honestly my only criticism. My criticism isn't the players that you picked, but how they fit into your team. But uh, what are your thoughts there?
0: Yeah, no, I I, I agree. And I I can't really argue with it too much because when you you are really looking at it and I have four receivers that like, I have CeeDee Lamb, Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton, and Rashad Bateman. They're all probably gonna be better than all of these dudes I just drafted this year. I can't see a world where Traylon Burks, Chris Olave, or Gary Wilson, or Wondell Robinson are better than any of those four dudes I just mentioned. Um, this year, I mean, um, in the future, they definitely could be. But this year, um, I think that those four are definitely going to be better. But um, I have Antonio Brown, who's probably never going to play in the NFL again. Uh, Odell Beckham, who's 29, and who the fuck knows what's going on there. Um, so, like, I do have, like, two guys that are probably on the way out um Odell's never going to go anywhere because he's my favorite player but um I think like having the depth helps but maybe it is too much
1: (laughs) yeah I I feel like in a way if people hit I mean having depth at wide receiver is such a valuable thing because we have to start three and so having depth in that position is absolutely critical but not the type of depth you have because the type of depth you have yeah really high-end young commodities, and I feel like they will be highly sought after. But the thing that I'm worried about is if everyone knows that you are sitting on wealth, people aren't going to want to pay market value, right? They're going to sit there and be like, well, yeah, Cortland Sutton in a vacuum. I would give up a first-round pick plus. But because you're sitting on so many wide receivers, I'm like, well... All right if you're asking for a first plus (laughs) for him well then how much is bateman or how much is insert any other wide receiver that you have because you have a billion and then try to play that game and then try to make you feel bad being like whoa wow so you want one or two first round picks plus for all year okay i'm not doing that then and so now you're ending up sitting on them because you could only start at max five wide receivers if you choose to go that way but it also happens that you have solid running backs too so it's i'm interested Mm -hmm. what you're doing because it's essentially like you're printing money right um Mm -hmm. you might not have them as draft capital but now you have very good commodities where in my opinion you could at a minimum, hopefully get back what you spent on them. And you're just kind of sitting there. And if you really want to make a huge upgrade at running back or something, just, I don't know, just find someone that might not have a lot of wide receiver depth. And I'd be hard pressed for them to be like, shit, Darren just offered me two of his wide receivers that I really like for insert any superstar running back here. And I'm really thinking about it kind of thing. So I feel like you're sitting at a really, really good point. That's why I said, uh, obviously not an A+ but I'm still going to give it an A specifically because I really like the players that you drafted, but the makeup of your team doesn't make quite sense, but you did exactly what I would do. You just went BPA. You just went, I like these players. I understand that I might need a little bit more depth at quarterback, or I might need a running back or whatever. You chose not to do it because the value was just sitting there. And so that absolutely makes sense because all you need is, Hey, out of the Four, five, six great wide receivers that you drafted. If only like two, three of them hit. Guess what? That's still a home run. That's still Mm -hmm. amazing because now you're sitting on a roster that's already talented and continually putting in even more talent. So for me, definitely an A, but a little bit of a concern there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also I'm going to say to to wrap it up on on my team is, you know, when Brennan Ayuk is your like eighth best wide receiver, you're probably in a pretty good spot.
1: Oh, what a flex from Carolina. <laughs> you love to hear it. All right. And so to move on, Darren, I'm going to pass the ball back over to you and say, I think you're uh, breaking down another player or another owner that has stranglehold in this draft. So you yes. got Kev and now you got the other speed bump. And who is that?
0: That would be Mr. Michael. Um, you know, when, when we he, we started out amazing, when you think about it, he picked Ken, Ken Walker. I guess that's what he's going by. Um, oh, he so in like one second, like literally one second. Like it was so fast. It was I didn't and, even
1: think he could draft it that fast, honestly.
0: Yeah, it was like, like he, I couldn't like, even make a joke that a he was league. on the clock. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he's a whole new man. He's like, what what's going on here? And then we got to pick 206 where he eventually took Malik Willis and we were sitting there for like almost 24 hours. And, you know, I, Max was apparently trying to trade up. I was trying to trade up. I think like a bunch of people are trying to trade up. So like at least he had like talks that were going on. Um, but like I can say from experience um, he was answering like every hour. So <laughs> it was, it was rough. Um, and then eventually he just took Malik Willis anyway, which he could have done 24 hours before that. Um, so, you know, it was a little anticlimactic there, but, um, the players he came out of the draft with were Malik Willis, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller, George Pickens, and Greg Dulcich. Um, I gave him a B minus, which now I'm thinking maybe that's a surprise. it's I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's a little too low, but like, you know, explain thinking... yourself
1: then explain so, why it's so low. Cause I, I I'm surprised to hear that draft grade personally. My,
0: my logic is Malik Willis. He could have taken Rashad White, George Pickens. He could have taken Damian Pierce, who we talked about. Then he would have had Rashad white, Damian Pierce, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller and Greg Dulcich there. Um, his obvious glaring, glaring need was running back. He went into the draft with literally just Najee Harris and Kenneth Gainwell. Um, so I think that if he was able to come out with four running backs there, I would have probably given him an A plus because he just like pounded running back and got like exactly what he needed. And that's like what he needed to do to probably compete with you and max this year. Um, he didn't need Malik Willis, obviously he's like a value pick and he's probably still going to be worth a second round pick next year. Um, like he's just going to be sitting on his taxi squad. So what the fuck's the point of that? Um, George Pickens kind of the same thing he has like six or seven receivers that are better than him and like where George Pickens was, he could have taken a running back in that point, and it would have been like similar value. Um, So I think that was like a little bit of like, it's fine because George Pickens was, I would have valued him more than the running backs that were there. But at the same time, like for team needs and like what he needed, like he obviously doesn't same thing that you were just saying about my team, like I don't need wide receivers, he doesn't either. Um he clearly needs running backs and there was running backs in that range where it would have been fine if he took them, I think, over George Pickens. Um, so for me, like maybe a B minus a little bit too harsh um, because the players he got were still good. But like the opportunity cost of passing up on all those running backs might be what kind of hinders him from competing at the very top this year too. Because now he has Kenneth Walker and Isaiah Spiller to go with Najee Harris and Cam Akers. Um So is that good enough to compete with your four running backs and Max's four running backs? Probably not.
1: Well, I am trying hard not to be biased because you know how I feel about Ken Walker. He's my Mm -hmm. boy. Mm -hmm. I wanted him so bad to the point where I even reached out and said, dude, I know you want McCaffrey or Eckler. Name your price. We could get Uh some kind of package going. He's like, yeah, I think I want christian mccaffrey plus this and this and i was like oh, okay never mind never, never mind. mind we're not in the same strategy when i was talking package i was assuming i would be receiving a bigger package but now that i see where we're at no way but i mean i i, I guess i see your point but i feel like he also took some of the value so if i'm grading yeah. you fairly and not giving you an a minus to a b plus because you absolutely didn't need wide receiver, but to be fair you also didn't need the running backs there either because you're running back you have a plethora of them and mike's situation i agree the one thing i want to point to is it's it's interesting because mike and we were talking about this before a long time ago mike is essentially in the same position max was in last year where he had so many picks he had such a talented roster and we kept saying we essentially bullied him into his title we're like max stop building like it's built you've done it now that you have a beautiful house built now go get your special accessories go get the you know Bugatti that you want to put in your driveway and now go get you know these players that you need to finish it off and Mike could have very well done that he could have gone Eckler Christian McCaffrey Kamara he could have gotten probably two of them and he decided instead he wanted to build through the draft and continue to keep building rather than trying to cash in to get the vets because in my opinion if you or i had mike's team with the capital that he has had we would have at least put it in i'm not i'm not saying we would have done better because we don't know how the season's going to play out but we would have had been more aggressive to set up to win this upcoming year because his window is essentially right now in my opinion
0: Yeah. And I think that he, even still, he still has one of the four best teams in the league, but um, just having, you you know, like the difference between winning and losing is usually running backs. Um, I know that like they lose their value extremely quickly, but you need them to win. If you don't have good running backs, like, like if you took the running backs that you have off of your team, you would have one of the worst teams in the league, even with Lamar Jackson.
1: Eckler, I traded a lot for, but he gave me 20 touchdowns last year. Like Exactly. If I won last year, it would have been because of him. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like exactly like you said, the shelf life of running backs are short. But when you own these running backs during that short lifespan, it puts such a big advantage. And remember how good Derrick Henry was the beginning of last year up until like Halloween? Like he was unstoppable. He was dropping like 25 plus points a week and I was just like I don't I don't really care who I'm playing next week because I have Derrick Henry and he's going to give me 10 plus points whatever running back he's going head to head against so I'm feeling fine I feel like for the points that they have such a short shelf life that's why you have to pay the premium when you get a wide receiver you could just kind of sit on it and reap their rewards for a while but for a running back they burn so bright and that's when you want to hold on to them
0: mhm yeah, and I mean, I think I don't know. It's it's weird cuz running backs like I hate running backs as you know. Like I don't I don't like them at all, but you need them. And there I used
1: to be a running back stand, but that's because I think I played a, too much redraft, but now exactly I'm very mix. much like you, Darren, where I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> I love wide receivers." Jameson yeah, like, Williams receivers, my bag. You knew how ends. much I liked um what's his face? Jamar Chase. That's actually my Reddit handle. Like I, I love so many. I love Devonte Adams, DeAndre Hopkins. And for like running backs, I'm like, eh, I mean, King Henry's kind of cool, I guess. But I mean, not as cool as Justin Jefferson.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like the stuff that they do is like just so much more exciting. Like, would you rather watch Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, or would you rather watch Ezekiel Elliott pounded into the <laughs> hole and gain four yards every time? Like, <laughs> like even like no. Najee Harris is like you know young, exciting, like no. No. running back, but like even Najee Harris isn't—he's not that fun to watch, you know. Like he's, he's a pure okay.
1: volume play, dude. Just because of how yeah. bad that offensive line is, I don't want to—I don't want to watch him plod for like the biggest run of the day. He gets is like eight yards.
0: I don't know it's, I don't know. I, We're I'm getting off track, but so back. that's
1: kind of all what factored into the grade that you eventually gave him then.
0: Yeah. So I, I just think that like, for me, definitely, I obviously would could use a running back better than I could use a wide receiver. But at the same time, for me to take uh, one of the running backs that he could have taken in the second round over Chris Olave, that would be like a huge reach. Um, taking a running back like Damian Pierce or Rashad White, over George Pickens is less of a reach. It's still like a little bit of a reach, um, but it's less of a reach where you could be like, yeah, okay. Um, but I, I do see what he was doing. Cause he did get like the best value. Although Malik Willis might never be anything like he, that might've been a wasted pick. Um, but um, if he
1: does pan out, like I said, the value of just throwing a dart at a quarterback, yes, I feel like is Jalen always Hurt, better yeah. than throwing a dart anywhere else.
0: Yeah, he could be Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts was also taken in the second round. And now Jalen Hurts is easily worth a first round pick, um, so you know it, it could work out. But I mean, I know you hated Malik Willis like a ton, and I do um, at best.
1: Which is weird because I think I told you that I actually I liked him before everyone else liked him. Remember I reached out mm-hmm. to him and I was like, "Yo, dude, I don't know why Malik Willis isn't being talked about as like taking mm-hmm. in the first round of fantasy draft." And you're like, "What?" And then he started to blow up, and I was like. Guys, I mean, like he was like cool. Then I looked into him, and he's actually pretty bad. And then, but like they didn't receive that part of the message. So I think, like for me, the pendulum swung, which is weird.
0: Yeah, and it, it's like he could pan out, but like it's the same kind of thing as like Sam Howell or Matt corral Like they might actually just be bad and like never be good. <laughs> so it could Maybe be one of those draft good.
1: classes where everyone is just cheeks except for like one really random, like like sam is is gonna end up being pretty solid like not good yeah. but solid but everyone's just gonna bust randomly and you're gonna be like well no one in the world saw this coming that
0: sucks i know so it's like it could be a wasted pick and he could have gotten rashad wade who rashad White? i had i had him as my running back four um i had so him like- as my three yeah so like he could have taken him instead who would have actually helped his team and malik willis right now is mike's quarterback five so like he's never going to play um so i, I think that one was you know but we're, we're talking about like too much here i think we're, we're bagging yeah, on Mike yeah yeah he, he's already probably
1: rubbed it out three times like oh my god he got, he like, got oh pretty good, god, value. Yes!
0: <laughs> he got pretty good value you know yeah
1: let's continue <laughs> Santa Cruz. Slasher. I still have. Team name. <laughs> I know, but I still love that sound drop so much that that has to be Steve's sound drop for at least a little bit longer. But Steve made his picks. He got Isaiah Pacheco. I'm pretty sure I said that name wrong, but he's the guy on the Chiefs, does it real fast. And Justin Ross, also Mm -hmm. on the Chiefs. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny to see him double dip in KC, especially because he also has Mahomes. But Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest, Darren, and you could flame me because I flamed you for some of the grades you gave. I'm giving him an A. I'm straight up giving him an A and feeling good about it. I think it's because obviously I have a pretty strong KC bias as well, (laughs) because I live there, but Justin Ross, ah, dude, I know we shouldn't be drinking the Kool-Aid, Darren, but you and I, we're degenerates, right? When we see something on Twitter, we see something on reddit or a clip you're like oh okay that's, that's kind of cool even though at the end of the day they're just having a catch that's all these are grown oh. men more athletic than i could possibly imagine just having a game of catch and mm-hmm. fat boy me sitting so be like oh yeah that looks impressive no they're doing mm-hmm. nothing impressive but just the ugh, the sound bites coming out dude I'm i'm falling for it i'm drinking yeah. the kool-aid being like damn all right justin ross and you know i'm a clemson fan too So I don't know, dude, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit too much on Ross because it's very true that, hey, maybe he is good, but he could literally have one, literally one injury scare and he's done. Like he's done. He's out of the league forever. So I understand why people are out on him, but I've always liked Justin Ross. I I, I don't think he's as good as people are saying he is. I mean, he is good, but people are acting like he's like, like, at like Pickens level good. Exactly. And I, I, I don't. I don't think that's the case, and that's not a knock on Justin Ross. He's still very good, but I, I just think Pickens is just better but justin ross for some reason people are putting him up being like oh man if he was healthy the whole time he would have been a first round pick i'm like well yeah but that's not what we're looking at here and that's never how it's going to be so because he has such a short leash because you never know when his career is going to end i understand the knock but i still love the a because if things were to work out well i mean i think we're all kind of still envisioning kansas city to still have a top five offense even without tyree kill right Like, maybe not the one, but I could see them floating up and still putting up a lot of points. And if that were to happen, like we always said, in our lore, we always say the Marker-Carter-Williams effect, right? I mean, they have Juju, they have Hardman, they have all these other random misfits of wide receivers. So why not throw in Justin Ross, who they're talking so highly of right now, just to give him a chance, just to be like, I know he's a rookie, we don't owe him much, and let's just see what happens. And if he actually delivers, that could be a value that Steve just got. And pacheco the more i've read about the analytics on this guy he's like an anomaly is that true darren you might be more familiar with this than me because i don't i don't float around too much but some of the um news i've been hearing about this kid is like for his size his speed is just absolutely ridiculous
0: yeah i don't know a whole lot about him because like when i saw him he got was he a seventh round draft pick or he's undrafted so like i I don't
1: even know what he was
0: I don't even really pay attention to those guys that much anymore because, like, I just know that they just never work out. Like, I, I watched the draft till the very end, but, like, I don't really pay attention, like, as much as I used to because, like, I used to, like, see the guys that were like, going like, sixth or seventh round. Like, oh, yeah, like, I knew that guy. Like, he could be, like, something. But I know now, like, being older and everything, like, I know that they're never going to be anything good for the most part. Um, It's so, like he's a third string running back on the Chiefs, which, like, he's behind – Rojo and Clyde Edwards-Helaire, so like he's probably like you know he might get a couple touches here and there, but um, that's probably all he's going to be. I think um, I he is like super fast and like super athletic and everything, but I think he's just got like the same the kind of thing as like Keontae Ingram. Like he's just kind of got better players ahead of him. So um, Justin Ross, he already outlined it. He's good, but there was only four teams I think that were showed any interest in him at all because of all of his injuries. Um, I think I think it was four teams medically cleared him to like actually sign. So that's not great. Um so like you said, if he gets hurt once, he's probably done, like forever. And you don't um, want to
1: be the franchise that like ruins some poor kid's like longevity of the Yeah, physical like life. um
0: what's the the linebacker from the Steelers, Shazier? Like Shazier. Shazier the, the guy like, who
1: kept tackling with his head. Yeah, like
0: you, you don't you don't want that. You don't want that guy to be in your jersey when he gets hurt. So like that kind of but like I think for like the picks he had, like he was a very like the last pick of the third round and like a, a middle fourth round. So like you know he was gonna go fine. in that
1: in, in, very close to where. Yeah. Like so if it's if he passed on him, value. he would have probably went like the next pick.
0: Yeah, the next pick. So like I think it's fine, like absolutely fair value and everything. So, um, I, I can't really argue too much with the A because the other picks he had were just so late that like it's like. Yeah, you got to throw you darts, know, you know, exactly. And they're, they're high upside plays. So like, say like Rojo or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gets hurt, then Pacheco has a role probably. Um, So I, I think that like for the upside, you know, definitely an A's right there.
1: Awesome. And so now let's throw the ball to the defending champion. We have to give him the respect he deserves. The Murphy Street Empire. Max is slowly trying to build this empire. He's trying to build a dynasty. He just won one ring. That's not enough for him. He wants to run it back. How did his draft go?
0: He got Rashad White, which irks me. um, And he got Zemir White. I wanted them... Fuck! I I wanted both of them. (laughs) I wanted them both. Rashad White a little bit more than Zemir White, for sure. Um, I literally... I freaking I tried I'm not even kidding I tried to trade up from 2.04 2.05 2.06 2.07 2.08 and I think 2.09 is for where he finally eventually got drafted or it's maybe it's 2.10 um but I tried to trade up all of those picks and I couldn't get anything done um, hey, trust me Mac I think finally... I've been trying to
1: trade for like half of the picks that you said where I was also involved <laughs> talking to that owner as well I'm not even joking
0: I could, I couldn't get it done, and obviously you couldn't either. But then he got Rashad White, and I was, I was like, damn, like I'm never gonna have him now.
1: <laughs> yeah, there are some players that go to a team, and you're like, fuck, I'm ne- unless I pay like a super premium, I'm not getting them.
0: Yep. So, I mean, getting Rashad White and Zamir White, Zamir White is probably a long shot to make any kind of impact this year um, because he's behind Josh Jacobs. But um, Josh Jacobs is on his way out, so Zamir White might have a role next year. So I think for getting Zamir White in the third and Rashad White in the late second, like great value. A- I give him an A.
1: Yeah. I, I can't argue with that at all. With the picks that he had and the players that he received, we all keep saying that running back is the difference maker and they have such a short shelf life. I mean, the two running backs I drafted could be absolutely nobodies, but I just said Rashad White was my RB three heading into this right behind Breesong mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker. So, I mean, That's that doesn't sit too well with me knowing that he's over at MSE, but knowing that Zeke is already done for, he needed to get more running backs, right, Darren? Like Zeke is nothing. He's 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 garbage. He's he's terrible. He's He's
0: worthless. He's he cut washed. him right
1: now. We won't even pick him up. So I, he's a roster clog. So he's
0: not even because, the best running back on his own team.
1: Yeah, he, he, it's so sad. He's not even the best Elliot in the NFC. We've been saying that for years with Jake Elliott over on the Eagles. Exactly. So at some point, he's just so washed. So Max knows it. You know, he he just mm-hmm. pretends to like Zeke. But if you look at what he did in the draft, it's so evident that yeah. he wants to cut Zeke. But he's like, yeah. oh my god, I need Rashad White and he's Amir White and Rashad White. I need the two white boys we need to do something to get rid of Zeke's stench so he might defend Zeke, but we both can read into this and we know why he actually he's just terrified he's looking yeah. at my team he's looking at your team the running backs you have he's like man then then I'm like at least I have JT I have Chubb all right that looks good and then you see Zeke you're like oh man that almost eliminates the two guys I just named right
0: I know because when you see Zeke it's just like you know it's like a boil Like, you got to get rid of that.
1: Like, you have a beautiful, beautiful face, but you have this big-ass boil that you first, like, you can't (laughs) look away from it. You know there's something behind it, but you're like, I'm sorry, it just catches my eye, and now you could even have Jamar Chase on your team, but you just have a big old Zeke, and I just can't stop looking at it.
0: Yeah, I know. It's just like, it's an ugly thing that just, like, shouldn't be there. And he knows it.
1: Oh, he knows it, and and his draft is all we need to know. He he can make <laughs> whatever excuse and and follow. I know, I'm sure he follows all the Dallas beat reporting fantasy players, where he they're just pulling out these statistics for Zeke. But he's just trying to convince us because he's he already knows, and yeah. that's why he did this draft. But still, it's all right, bud. That's why we give you an A because you're doing such a great job masking that stench. But let's continue and let's get to our.
0: I'm coming day and night.
1: International player, Austrian Oaks, good old Greg making his debut. And he got John Mechie, David Bell, and Taekwon Thornton. But before I reveal my great Darren, I believe the last pick that I just mentioned, Taekwon Thornton to speedster in New England right now. I believe he played for Baylor. He traded up to get this player, right?
0: Yeah, he traded Sam Darnold and Kenyon Drake to get Taekwon Thornton.
1: Say that one more time.
0: Sam Darnold and Kenyon Drake to get Tyquan Thornton, who was drafted in the fourth round, mind you.
1: Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Sam Darnold is a starting quarterback in the pedo, at least week one, right? Yes. This is a super flex six-point touchdown league? Yes. I traded Tyler Heineke last year for like a
0: first-round pick. Yes, and Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: And Kenyon Drake is on a team that got a monumental upgrade on offense with Devonte Adams, and they just declined Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. Yes. Oh. For Taequann Thornton. Yes. But I still love it. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but so- I'm giving it a straight-up A because I love the guys that he picked. But Okay. Before I explain why this is an A, it's not me just being overly nice to everyone because we just roasted Greg a little bit, but that was in good fun with Taquan Thorne in that bit. But I loved it because a lot of the things we didn't mention, and I'm sure it doesn't really count, but he went off at the waivers like he played the waivers yeah, right I know. he got snoop connor kevin harris kennedy brooks Zaquandre white like he got a lot of these solid players and if all of you listen now like who's that who's that who's that that's fine but for degenerates like darren and i there are three solid players. I'm not saying they're gonna turn into anything. I mean, they might even be cut and not make the roster, but he essentially got him for free. And Mm -hmm. I think one thing Greg recognized that is a flaw of the PDL, besides the fact that our economy for quarterbacks right now are bonkers, but he understands that people don't use fab like at all. Like at most I might see I don't know, you bet like $5 and everyone's like, oh, that's an overpay. I mean, I saw Kyron Williams who can very well be nothing, but I was like, damn, he went undrafted. All right. Like I like, I would have spent a fourth round pick on him. So let me see what I can do. And I spent like $25, which is sounds like a lot, because like I said, I feel like that is a lot compared to what other people spend for anything. But I was like, I mean, what else am I going to do with that? Like,
0: I I, I don't, I don't know. I think the Fab market might be kind of broken because of Jensen, because he was trading draft picks for Fab. For yeah, little, he, he <laughs> did break it there. bad. Like I literally got Cole Komet for fifteen dollars of Fab. So like I think it's that fucking that, bullshit, dude. I, I think that that was kind of like what kind of broke the Fab market. But like I like I I used Fab for the first time this year for Deami Brown. I put fifty dollars of Fab on Deami Brown. That was the well first worth time it. I used it. First time I used it, like I didn't use it before, like, but like I think now, like, once it get, gets like kind of because like Max, I think, bid like $37 or something like that on Diami Brown. So, like, I think everyone's kind of starting to come out of that. Like, all right, Jensen's not really in the league anymore, and no one's gonna trade picks for fab anymore. And it's so not like you're gonna be able
1: it. to pick up like an Odell Beckham Jr., but let's say like an Odell Beckham Jr. kind of or even James Robinson kind of players just sitting on waivers, mm-hmm. right? And you have to put mm-hmm. a fab. I already know I'm not gonna win.
0: I yeah. it, Like
1: Jensen, I know he had like a billion dollars. I'm like, yeah. well, even if I bet all of my fab, I'm not getting it. So might as mm-hmm. well spend a little bit more than what I think other people do because I know at most, I'm like, I'm honestly yeah, shocked. You get a new hundred spends... every year. Like exactly. You have the
0: cap now, like we have the cap, but like still, you you still get a hundred dollars new every year. So you might as well spend at least a hundred, right? At yeah. least 50, like at least, at least spent half of
1: that. <laughs> that. Exactly. And that's why when I spent $25 on Kyron Williams, I was fine with it because people were saying before his terrible, terrible combine that, you know, he was all the way up at some people's wide receiver, or sorry, not wide receiver, running back two, as high as yeah. that. And I was like, yep. well, I didn't see it personally, but I was like, damn. I mean, they really liked him. And of course, the famous underwear Olympics happens. He doesn't do very well. And now they're like, okay, yeah, undraftable. I'm like, wow, that was a big switch. So that's why I'm not saying he is anything. Like I said, I wasn't even that big of a fan of him, but I was just surprised that he went undrafted at, like not drafted mm-hmm. at all. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I mean, 25 bucks a fab. Yeah, that's a lot. But I mean, wh- wh- what else am I going to do? I- I'm going to spend 25 bucks for like some random waiver player that is suddenly good because some starter on their team got hurt. So he's a fringe wide receiver three. Nah, I'm okay. I'll just see what happens with, you know, Kyle kind of Williams. with, I believe he's on the Rams now. Yeah, Yeah, and I mean, hey, I'm not saying he's going to get any playing time because that backfield's pretty crowded. It looks like Hamaker's the guy, but who knows? Uh, Maybe unfortunate injuries, or maybe Kyron Williams does flash what people initially thought. Then I got him for essentially nothing at all. So I, I agree with you. The fab market is weird. So that's why my grade for Greg right now is an A. I understand that we usually don't factor in some of the waiver players that we've gotten, but Greg, with the picks that he had, he got Mechie and David Bell, two wide receivers that could very well be pretty solid contributors, and even Tyquan although he did trade a lot for him, I love when people do that. He just wanted to get rid of Sam Darnold, and he was like, Skirt, like I'm just going to do that to get a player that I believe in, and that's fantastic. And so that's why I give him an A, because of all these other players that he added afterwards too, because he is playing the fantasy football part of the game now, and he's figured the PDL out pretty darn quickly, which is impressive, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, and I, honestly, I would give him an A just based on the draft picks because I think Sam Darnold is fucking terrible and he's probably going to lose his job pretty soon. And um, hey, Matt Corral, right? This? Yeah, we're. Or, 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 I mean, it could be Jimmy Ropler or Baker Mayfield. Still. Baker Mayfield. Still. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, please, um, Jimmy. Please, can, can we? I don't know. We'll talk. About I think that it'll
0: off be there. I think it'll be Jimmy to the to the Panthers and then Baker to the Seahawks. I think that's what's going to eventually happen. My but, God,
1: the Jimmy um, and Christian McCaffrey stack for me. Did you hear yeah, how sad it's the, I am? You know,
0: it's I think he I'm did pathetic. well because he basically traded two guys that he's never gonna use or want. Like Kenyon Drake didn't really do much last year. Um, so like he got that for Taekwondo Thornton, who they drafted in the second round. So obviously Belichick has a plan for him. Maybe he wants him to be what Nelson Aguilar wasn't. Um Belichick so, also you know, does
1: not have a good track record on wide receivers or any skill position very, players
0: Very, really. Very true. Very true. Um so like yeah, Taekwondo Thornton could be really bad, but he got him in the fourth round for two guys that uh, probably or pretty think, much better. what was
1: Kembrel Thompson wasn't that a wide receiver he drafted like pretty high
0: Uh, he was undrafted Kendall oh he Hopkins. was undrafted sorry then who yeah. am I
1: thinking of I'm, I'm thinking of another receiver yeah. he drafted pretty high though
0: but I was just like who is this Um, Nikhil Harry Chad Jackson Josh Boyce like, he drafted lot, like every receiver they drafted was terrible <laughs> um, <laughs> the only
1: good ones is the ones that they draft as another position and make them into a wide receiver and then they're exactly. like wow the this worked out really undrafted. well
0: yeah, yeah, like, Troy Brown was, like, a seventh-round pick, I think. Like, uh, Julian Edelman was a quarterback. Uh, Wes Walker, they traded for, like, a fifth. So, like, they're, you know. Chris uh, Hogan was they a lacrosse their, player? <laughs> exactly. They get their receivers off the scrap heap.
1: Like, this guy just works really hard. All right, cool. Yeah, he's good enough to be a wide receiver <laughs> then.
0: Is he and... white and does he work really hard? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> all right, great. That's all we need. They don't have to be athletic at all. <laughs> but no <laughs> yeah, i i agree so that's I so we both agree definitely an A because yeah, the players yeah, that nice. he got with the draft capital that he had like mm-hmm. we already know you're a big uh david bell fan right that's yeah, not a I, secret and yeah, so the fact that he was second. able to yeah late second the great value You yeah. kept looking at other people that had late 2nd you're like dude i think i would take in david bell there and i was like i, I mean yeah. you're kind of right though and so yeah. it should be really really interesting to see how that plays out but overall everyone got pretty good draft grades huh darren
0: and uh, I, I think that, I don't know who, like I think Kev the owls probably had the worst draft of anybody in my, my mind Um, just because like their Velas Jones and Keontae Ingram picks were just so bad to me. Um, Kenny Pick and John Donson were really good picks, but then the other two were just terrible. I don't know if you're just basing on just the draft picks, the actual draft picks alone and getting rid of the trades. I think the owls are probably the worst for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. I'll we'll uh, never hear
0: I, it, so who cares? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I guess we could dunk on them because we know they're not really gonna listen to it. But yeah. just to kind of wrap this to an end, I'm gonna put you on the spot, but I'll go first so you have a little bit of time to think. I think it'd be fun to see who we think the biggest value was and who we think is kind of a landmine, someone who thinks everyone who everyone thinks is gonna be really good, who we might not be as high on. And I'll start Brilliant. with the first saying, uh the biggest value. I'm actually going to take it from, uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it this way. It's going to be in the first round. I know you could easily say Trey McBride. That's mm-hmm. kind of where my head went first. And then I started mm-hmm. to think a little bit about Sam Howe. Once again, fourth round, dude. Quarterback. Mm-hmm. I might have a shot. Uh, he could be very well be nothing, but that's a dart throw. But we're talking about value here. Fourth round pick, he got him for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm ultimately going to go Jahan Dotson. I think Jahan Dotson was a huge value. I think a lot of people yeah. aren't. Talking about actually, a lot of people talk about Jahan Dotson the way I'm about to talk to him, so I'm not going to act like people aren't saying this about him. If you listen to any other podcast or any other experts, everyone keeps saying, Oh, yeah, here's a guy that not a lot of people are excited about, but he could be really good. But if literally everyone is saying that, uh, doesn't that kind of mean he might be good? So I kind of mm-hmm. feel a weird, take and kind of saying the same thing that all the other kind of people are saying, but I think Jahan Dotson is a phenomenal wide receiver. He might not be excellent or phenomenal at anything, but he played in the big 10. We watched a bunch of Jahan Dotson games. So we might be a little bit biased, but he made Clifford look okay. Like he, mm-hmm. I mean, he, I know a lot of people will be like, well, look at his catch percentage, but, or with his target year, he should have done more, but, a Sean Clifford target is very different than like a normal quarterback throwing the ball yeah. and so the fact that he actually still looks somewhat good a lot of it is very reminiscent of like an Allen Robinson kind of vibe right now where Allen yeah. Robinson's definitely a better prospect and definitely the better player you can make the argument but he also had Hackenberg or he just didn't have good quarterbacks and then he got drafted the Jaguars you don't really like him there but he still continued to put up numbers that's what I kind of see in Dotson right now saying very similar didn't have the best quarterback in college could have been a lot better with you know on a better team like hey just put him on any sec team and let's see what he can do because he was making some cornerbacks look silly because of the amount of separation he was getting and like you said you even defended Dotson a little bit when we were doing the uh other podcast when he said he's kind of like chris olave i know a lot of people don't want to hear it but they're a lot more similar than people care to admit so it's weird to me to see people saying chris olave is a slam dunk 100 gonna be the most reliable easy best wide receiver, and then they look at Dotson saying, nah, I don't see it. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense to me because they're kind of cut from a similar cloth, even though they're not the same size. The play style and the kind of impact that they make are very similar to me. So for all those reasons, if people were high on Allen Robinson coming out of Penn State but kind of faded him because he went to Jacksonville Jaguars, kind of similar to what people are doing with Jahan Dotson, I mean that's a value for me and i know that was a huge long ramble but darren hopefully i gave you enough time to either think about uh who you think the biggest value is for you
0: yeah i i think it's david bell um he got him in the very late second round um he fits his team perfectly because he's a receiver he doesn't really have anything because it's greg's team um you know he is playing with one of the five best quarterbacks in the league um the depth chart there has basically nobody except for amari cooper um he slides right into that Jarvis Landry role the coaching staff loved him so I mean I think to me it's David Bell like he just has the path opportunity he was good in college um he might not be as athletic as you want but you know Jarvis Landry is extremely unathletic and he's been a very good receiver for like eight years so you don't always need to be the most athletic at the wide receiver position so for me I think the best value was David Bell
1: Yeah, and I love that because you kept saying how much of a value he looked like. Darren, if you have to dip out right now, that's fine because I can close it up and maybe we'll have you kind of discuss who you think a landmine is or maybe we'll hold on to that. Maybe we'll finish
0: that. I'll say my landmine is... I'm not sure if I would go with Tyler Algier or Malik Willis, but um, just like the opportunity cost because like Tyler Algier, he could have gotten Rashad White. So I think for that, like the the opportunity cost is, you know, not, not great. So I would probably say Tyler Algier. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. So you hear, heard Darren's landmine. I I think the landmine that I'm going to say for me will have to be... You know, I'll say I think it's Christian Watson. I feel like people are really reaching for him. But I've been saying before everyone else, I feel like he is MVS. His hands have been suspect. And I feel like the quickest way to be out of favor with Mr. Aaron Rodgers is dropping a few passes on critical downs. And it could very quickly not look good for him, at least his rookie year. I'm not saying he's a complete bust or anything, but for how high I've been seeing him go, I definitely would not take him. But I mean, obviously, eventually he will become a value where I would. but. As of right now, that's essentially what my landmine pick is. But until next time, guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed the different draft grades you guys have gotten. Excited to see how the rest of the season shakes out. Take care, guys.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal.
1: We'll catch you next time.